I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, 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 welcome back for more Drummer Daily. I'm so happy you could join me. This is episode number 139, 139. And my name is Daniel Hathaway, in case you didn't know that. Um, I am back again, as I am most of the time, behind my drum kit today. And uh, sitting here uh, recording is my favorite place to record these podcasts because uh, I just feel like a drummer when I'm sitting behind the drum kit. And it makes me, inspires me to, to give better content, maybe. I don't know, but you might think this is awful and then... Um, Oh, well, (laughs) Uh, but I'm back today answering more awesome listener questions. Um, And so uh, this one today is going to be a a fun one. It comes from Josh. Um, Incidentally, real quick, if you want to ask your own question for the podcast, uh, just hit me up, Daniel at DanielHadaway.com or just go to DanielHadaway.com and you can see uh, there's a a form there you can fill out and just send me a message through that and let me know you want me to answer your question on the podcast and I will be happy to do that. Uh, But this question comes from Josh today and he says, uh, if I go for a specific sound as a drummer, then it seems like I am limiting myself to artists that only want that sound. This is coming from someone who wants to become a professional drummer, of course. So uh, he says, "I'm only if I'm if I go for a specific sound as a drummer, then it seems that I'm limiting myself to artists that only want that sound." Also, I see many studios around where I live that already have kits set up and tuned and dialed in. So it would seem that my own personal sound would be irrelevant if the producer already knows what he or she wants. Um, And that is a great question, a great couple of questions. Um, And the big thing that I'll say um, right off the bat is, um, you know, I I know that your question, Josh, uh, I know you're asking more about from a sonic perspective and a tuning perspective or, you know, knowing your own drum sound, that kind of thing. Um, But, you know, I I will just point out that, you know, our drum sound definitely comes from how we play, not just what what instruments or what drums or what cymbals or whatever else we play or how we tune them or how well we tune them or what we know about mixing them if we're doing the, you know, doing it ourselves. because I talk a lot about that, so I know that maybe some of the questions are in regards to um, me saying you need to know how to how to uh, you know tune your drums well, and you also need to know how to mix and mic them, or and, and all that stuff as well. So I um, I know that that's more of what you're asking about, but I just want to point out for for everyone else um, that you know. Uh, our sound comes from not just uh, you know like I, like I said the tuning or the 
the, the types of drums that we're playing or whatever else. Um, it comes from how we play the drums, the, the feel that we can play, but also just how we use the sticks to strike the drums. That makes a big difference um, to our drumming. Um, so uh, if you don't focus on those kinds of things, uh, please do focus. <laughs> Maybe think about focusing on those kinds of things because I do think um, it makes a difference. Now, uh, as far as um, the couple of questions you mentioned, uh, the first one was uh, about uh, that if you, if, you, if you go for a specific sound as a drummer, you might be limiting yourself uh, for artists who only want that sound. Um, and that is something that I've actually uh, heard from other drummers recently as well. Um, the fear of, well, how do I you know, I need to, I know I need to establish my own sound or maybe I should establish my own sound, but then if I do, um, you know, people are going to think they're going to pigeonhole me basically into one type of thing. Well, that, um, and, uh, that can happen, but let me tell you when that happens and then when it doesn't happen. Um, there are, I'm trying to think of a good example. Okay. Great example. Um, uh, Star Wars, the movie Star Wars, right? Um, we all know that Harrison Ford, uh, played Han Solo in all the Star Wars movies. Um, and, you know, early on, uh, that was really his first big role. I believe he had been in another movie. He had been in American Graffiti before Star Wars, but, um, you know, obviously Star Wars was his big breakout role. Well, um, you know, think about Harrison Ford. He started out as... Um, you know, a guy in Star Wars. And there, he's not the only actor in Star Wars. And I'm definitely not saying this is true of all the other actors who are in Star Wars, but a lot of them, um, they all had speaking, a lot of people had speaking parts or, or, or big roles in Star Wars. And most of them never broke out of being kind of known as that character from Star Wars, whatever they played in Star Wars. But Harrison Ford, as synonymous as, everyone, as he is when people think of Han Solo they don't just think of Harrison Ford as Han Solo. They think of Indiana Jones. They think of, uh, I think of like The Fugitive, the movie The Fugitive. I love that movie. Um, or um, like there's like Clear and Present Danger. Some of those, is that Tom Clancy that wrote those books? Some of those, uh, uh, those books. Anyway, there's all these other roles that I think of Harrison Ford in when uh, I think of Harrison Ford. Um, and so the difference between... Harrison Ford, and some of those other actors who weren't able to break out of that kind of pigeonholing that they got themselves stuck in, was that Harrison Ford was just a fantastic actor. And in his role as Han Solo, he showed how fantastic he was. He was as convincing as anybody else, uh, you know, in the sci-fi world, uh, as far as that role goes. But he was so good at doing that that people realized, hey, he's not just a great sci-fi guy. He's a great actor. Um, and think about it the other way around. If Han, if, if, if Han Solo, see, I think, <laughs> if Harrison Ford had been thought, thought, man, you know what? I don't want to get pigeonholed into this role that I'm about to do in this sci-fi movie called Star Wars. I don't want to always be the sci-fi guy. Um, and what if someone wants, you know, an action adventure guy or a or a, uh, a dramatic actor? Well, if I if I really go for it in this sci-fi role, then everyone's just going to think I'm a sci-fi guy. So instead, I'm just going to kind of like not really put all, of, you know, not really go all in on this sci-fi role. I'm still going to take the role, but I'm just not going to go all in on it. Um, if he had thought that, 
and pursued it that way, everyone would see it and just think, oh, he's okay. He's an okay actor. Now, he knows what he's capable of as an actor, and he, but he knew that he was holding back because he didn't want to get pigeonholed with the role that he was in. He didn't do that. Instead, he went for it just like he, he would for any other role and went all in on that role without fear that he was going to get pigeonholed. And he knew that if he was good enough, if he really did it authentically enough and convincingly enough, that people would not just see the aesthetic of what he was putting out, the, the genre that he was acting in, they would see him and his talent for what it is. And so in the same way, that's what I want to encourage you to do with... Uh, with your drumming is don't be afraid to go all in at, with your talent in, an, in a direction that you think is authentic for you or is a good fit for you. Um, and that includes establishing your sound. Um, you know, I, Here's another kind of example would be, um, you know, I, there's certain sounds when I put out my Instagram videos, there's certain sounds that I love, that I, I more gravitate towards when I'm, when I'm, you know, tuning my drums for each individual video that I do or whatever else, or mix it, for example, mixing those videos. Uh, there's a certain type of sound that I go for, um, more often than not, because that's what I like more. Um, I prefer you know, most of the time. It doesn't mean that I don't know how to do other things. Um, and I've never had a problem where a producer or someone who reached out to me for remote recording or something else ever reached out to me and said, uh, you know what, don't, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I love the open sound. They're, 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 I've never had a problem where it felt like someone was like, they, they, were, they weren't scared to say, I want a tight sound or I want a, a more a, a dead tom sound or a more muffled snare sound or whatever else it was because they could see through the, the quality of the video that I put out and the audio and the, the tuning that I, that I pursue with my playing or in my videos, uh, they can see that I know what I'm doing when it comes to tuning drums. Even if a lot of the t- tuning sounds the same or goes in one specific direction, it's obvious that I know what I'm doing when it comes to tuning and mixing drums. And so that becomes clear. It, it, so the, the, the aesthetic or the, the, uh, the window dressing that you put on your talent um, should never be um, and, and, and will never be enough to cover over your, your actual talent and what your abilities are. So believe for yourself that if you work on your, your abilities and you actually pursue your craft as a drummer enough that even if you choose to kind of pursue a certain type of sound or aesthetic or whatever in your playing, that that's not going to cover over who you are. And people who are smart and are hiring musicians, are hiring drummers, are going to see your skill and your talent for what it is and your ability to get the job done for what it is, uh, regardless of what aesthetic you choose to pursue. Um, now, the other part of your question was about, uh, you know, a lot of studios having their own gear, and so you having your own kind of personal sound would might, might be irrelevant if the producer already knows what he or she wants. Um, and that's true. If the producer already knows what he or she wants, um, then in those situations, you probably uh, are going to just play what they have or play what they prefer. But... Um, if you only are, uh, those types of producers generally are kind of the upper end, the higher end as far as um, experience, um, you know, what types of artists they're working with, the amount of pay they're offering as far as uh, per song or per day or whatever it is, 
uh, they're paying, they're kind of the upper tier, the people who have that, they're so specific and dialed in about what they want, and they know enough to think they know more than you as a drummer to tell you. Um, and they do a lot of times. So I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying that most people with a lot of experience are the ones who are going to come at you with that kind of, that kind of approach. Um, but there's a lot of work as professional drummers to be done and a lot of money to be made if people with, with producers who don't have that much experience but still have a little bit of a budget to work with. They may not be masters of drum tuning and they may not have their own studio um, or they may not even uh, know what they want as far as drums go. And so a lot of times they might know you better or trust you more as far as drums go than they do a studio that they maybe have only worked in a couple of times. And so they may be actually more comfortable with you bringing your own stuff in even if the studio um, that, they're, that they're renting has a drum kit because they trust you to know your stuff better and get better sounds out of it than they trust that uh, they want to put you in a situation where you have to come into somebody else's stuff and, and work with it. And if they don't know what they're doing either, they're not going to be able to have, give you any input on, on making it work for what they need. So they might actually feel more comfortable uh, with you bringing your own stuff, even in those situations. And more work overall is available from those types of producers, those types of artists that are hiring, the ones who have so much experience, they're going to tell you everything to do exactly like they want it. So um, I hope that answers your questions, uh, Josh. Again, thank you so much for writing in. Um, Appreciate it. And um, hey, if you want to explore more content with this podcast or anything else, uh, first off, this is, uh, we're almost 140 episodes into this podcast. So there's a lot of content um, available to you back on danielhadaway.com. So please check that out. Also, as of now, if you go to prodrumacademy.com, I've got uh, a thing going where if you just take a quick survey for me, um, I will give you 10 free drumless backing tracks. Um, just for saying, th- just as a way of saying thank you for taking a survey to help me out with some stuff that I'm working on. Uh, and then also, once you get those 10 free tracks, you also will get signed up for my Track of the Month Club where I will send you another free drumless backing track every month, forever. And little hint, hint, uh, sometimes I send more than one a month. I send them more frequently than once per month. So um, it's a good thing to sign up for and jump in on that. Um, it's a lot of free stuff. And I like, I like to send other free stuff as a part of that as well. So jump over to prodrumacademy.com to check that out as well. All right. Thanks so much for joining me today. I will see you back again tomorrow for another exciting episode of Drummer Daily. Bye for now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.